0: action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now welcome to super movie brothers let's start the show To Super Movie Brothers.
1: I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay.
0: And this week we are in full Star Wars mode. We are waiting for The Rise of Skywalker to come out. We are just a few days from it coming out where me and Jay will be back with our full review. And there's not a whole lot going on in Movie Land. There's not a whole lot of news that's titillating to talk about. Not too much. And there isn't really any new reviews that you and I have. Nothing really came out in the theaters this week that interested either you or me. Uh, Jumanji I'm going to wait until that comes out on video before I, I give that a watch so
1: there's a few things that I'm I'm trying to go out to the theater and see but hopefully I'll be able to catch it this coming weekend I've been a little too busy um, but I'm excited I mean I'm looking forward to like the more of the awards season holiday kind of films but more than more than anything Star Wars baby this weekend I can't wait yeah, we're is- going gonna to do a, a show immediately after and try to get this out to you guys as soon as possible
0: so we decided that instead of doing like the regular show, uh, we would do a top 10 Star Wars moments, a combined list of me and Jay's where we're going to talk about the best or at least our favorite Top ten moments a from the Star Wars. list. Yeah, a we're
1: combining list. this list, so it's it's a moment thing. You know, it's not like a whole big. I mean, it can be kind of like a scene, I guess you can say. Yeah, you'll you'll get it. I mean, obviously, you can't just have straight up moments. That'd be kind of weird. Like that one time, this one character glanced at the other one. <laughs> oh, they batted their eyes just so.
0: I don't even know what you're getting
1: at right now. <laughs> That's a moment, <laughs> technically, right?
0: Uh, anyway, so anyway, yeah, we're we're gonna be doing that. But before we do that, like I, you know, I've been watching all of the Star Wars movies. Obviously, we've been keeping up with the Mandalorian and stuff like that. I've gone through over the past couple of. I guess uh, since Disney Plus has come out and I've rewatched all of Rebels and all of Clone Wars and, you know, it got me thinking where it's like there's a lot of things that that I enjoy about the Star Wars universe, but the characters, I think, are the best part. So, Jay, I wanted to know, you know, while watching the prequels, there's a ton of Jedi. Which Jedi was your favorite that was in the prequels? I mean, I think I I know just because of your love of the actor who plays them, but hello there. Yeah, well, I mean,
1: I love Obi-Wan. I mean, he's my favorite character because obviously Ewan McGregor plays him and he plays him so well. No, I, I really, I, I I, enjoyed Revenge of the Sith and I liked the evolution of seeing, you know, Darth Vader, you know, at, at the very end of the film. I mean, it was yeah. something that I don't think anybody really overly expected, but I also, I just enjoyed the campiness of it all and the and the conclusion of it all, you know? And it, at yeah, I was going to I
0: didn't think that one was campy at all. I mean, it, it <laughs> It's, well, it definitely starts out campy. It, it it, 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 yeah, it, all the droids it, and stuff. It, it
1: definitely does. It definitely does. And you know,
0: yeah, that one more some so
1: deaths than, here and there were kind of cheesy. That but one like,
0: more so than any of them takes you from the from, from a place where it starts. It's to a place more where dark it
1: side like, heavy, and that's what oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. and then I like that aspect of it all because I liked. I wanted to see more of that. I wanted to see a little bit more heavy features of the dark side because I wanted to feel like okay, well, what is it all? What what is this all about? Right, like. Show me the pull of the dark side but you know, mean, I
0: want to see a little bit more of but it But I mean like And in the original trilogy th- The only thing we knew about the dark side Was that Darth Vader is bad He yeah, wears all black It was like a myth and, right? then, and then there's like A crusty old man at the end With a hood on And sure. you're like Oh okay That's that. That's what dark side looks like That's evil yeah. I get it
2: Motherfucker You are hard to look at Like a testicle with teeth It look like Freddy Krueger Face fucked a topographical map of Utah
0: you know, Yeah Exactly it. Pretty yep. much And the only things we really know about it Was that Yoda says Once you start down the path of the dark side forever will dominate your destiny and it's like okay so, don't be bad? Got it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously you can let your creativity go. Uh, but you're right. Revenge, go, but Revenge of the Sith really does get into the seductive nature of right. it. Right. And that's what I wanted to right. see. And
1: I, I enjoyed kind of seeing it, mean, even though it could have been done better. Even
0: so, more so than that, the seductive <laughs> um, nature of, of Emperor Palpatine and how he can yes, draw you in and yes, stuff like that. And it, so, which he did a good job with. But, but we got far away from your favorite character, who is Obi-Wan. So. I know. <laughs> I know. But I... He does have Um, some of his best moments in Revenge of the Sith when he drops down. Hello there. (laughs) And he fights General Grievous. I do. He does. He has
1: has a lot of nice moments with that,
0: you know, but definitely the best human haircut of the series for sure. Oh, his, his hair is just flows just so. Well, I mean, and a nice the, bushy beard. In the first Come one on. he had he had the buzz cut and oh, the gosh, shade that and, the, was, and the and the, and the Padawan adventurous. And the Padawan braid. Uh <laughs> and then the second one he kind of has like this half mohawk. It's like a slicked back mohawk like it it, it, it it didn't look good on him. But this one, you know, he's he's fresh. He's you know, he's got he's got a haircut, he's got a beard, he's got a he's got a nice thick beard.
1: Yeah, and of course I love the evolution of Anakin, you know, and and how he finally He's, oh, I didn't really love shit. anything about Anakin.
0: I mean, I'll be honest. I, Hayden Christensen, like every oh, time I watch his performance. He's it, just not a
1: good actor. I mean, I've seen him act well, I think, in Shattered Glass. He was good in that movie. But other than that, <laughs> he's not a good actor. He's just not. Yeah. And that's why he's not in any movies. <laughs>
0: Anymore. <laughs> and he's just, he really is extremely wooden throughout the entire oh, series. So it bad. just, it bothers me so much. And like, even at the end when he's like yelling at Obi-Wan, George it, Lucas just, ooh, yeah, it, dropped it was, the ball on that casting. It's just so much where I was just like, ah, I, I just can't go with this guy. I hope he turns into Darth Vader so I can at least get James Earl Jones's voice in there. And yeah. it, it makes it so much better. The second he dubbed him Darth Vader, he should have stood up even without the mask on and just started talking, just have James Earl Jones dub over all of his lines from that point on. Yeah, just like the dark side. It's just—it's so fascinating because he had to pick up the litter, and
1: he—he casts Natalie Portman, obviously fantastic, phenomenal actress, and then
0: he didn't—and then Pinocchio, (laughs) the wooden boy, as as his as his Sith Lord, as his as his fallen hero. Uh,
1: Yeah, Hayden Christensen was a, a big. Big disappointment in Hollywood.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, for, for that stuff alone. But I mean, I have a favorite character, Jay. He he didn't get a whole lot of screen time. He was only in the Phantom Menace. Uh, and my favorite character is Qui Gon Jinn. And in fact, to this day, even though we do cocktails for a myriad of other movies, Qui Gon Jinn is the only one that is the is the only one that has a Star Wars cocktail that was made by us. Mm. Uh, we made the Qui Gon Jinn and Juice Jay, uh, and it's one ounce dry gin, one and one-half ounce melon liqueur, one and one-half cup of cucumber lime with mint juice, mm. and you shake that all into a highball glass, pour it in over ice, and then garnish it with a glowing lightsaber chopstick. I have I have lightsaber Do chopstick. You have a... No. Yeah, I have lightsaber chopsticks. That, that glow. Oh. And they hum, and when you pick things up, they go... So it sounds like it's like cooking your food as you're putting it in. It I love you. Makes eating sushi fun. But yeah, I <laughs> so, so I stuck one of those in the drink and light it up. And it really, it really brings a green shine to it. A lot like, uh, you know, a lot like Qui-Gon's lightsabers. So, but I love Qui-Gon Jin. I love, I love what he brought to the mythology of, of Star Wars. I mean, the Metachlorian thing aside, you know, he, he is the, he is the master of Obi-Wan. Uh, and he's the one that sees what Anakin can become. Right. And uh he, you know, he, He kind of like in lore moving forward from that like you kind of learn that he didn't always he doesn't go along with the Jedi Council he doesn't follow the Jedi's teachings in this dogmatic way uh, he very much believes in a living force Uh very much like kind of like what Luke is talking about in in the last Jedi you know he, he kind of believes that like he he's very similar to Luke a little less whiny than than he was mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more wise a little bit more a little bit more regal about it but you know I really he, he's always been my favorite character and and when you get little tidbits of him showing up here and there like he shows up in the Clone Wars briefly you kind of get a little bit of him in Rebels too you know it's it's like yes and it's something that Liam Neeson, you know, he likes getting back into it every now and then as well. He even supplied the voice for for Qui-Gon Jinn when he appeared in Clone Wars. So I
1: love Liam.
0: That is Liam Neeson to this day. Like he is my favorite Jedi. He's not my favorite Star Wars. My favorite Star Wars character is Han Solo. It always will be Han mm-hmm. Solo. But as far as like the Jedi aspect of it goes, he's always going to be. My favorite Jedi. I, I'll never like a Skywalker because uh, I feel like the legacy of a Skywalker is to be a whiny little bastard. Because if you think about Anakin, yeah. he's, he's a bit of a whiner. Yeah. When we meet Luke Skywalker in the beginning in A New Hope, whiner. he's He's whiner. Uh, I want to go down to Station to pick up some power converters. You know what I mean? Like he's a whiny <laughs> little bastard. And then, and then when we get to when we get to Kylo Ren, I mean, come on. He, he, he definitely is a whiner it, it that is that is right that is the she's not a skywalker i know I'm that just, we know of that's am I'm, I'm just i'm just saying because yeah. she's not they're all they're all whiners i mean that that is that is the legacy that, that's what the legacy of the chosen one is right that's what anakin started a legacy of a whiner whiner who's always there <laughs> To, to save or destroy the galaxy, whichever one, take your choice. They'll either save it or destroy it. Yep. No wonder they're always trying to kill them off. <laughs> right. It was It was like when we were watching The Crown, and they talk about, you know, f- uh, w- flip a coin and and you might, and, and you'll get the type of Windsor. You know, one will be fantastical and, mm-hmm. and be one of the people, and you'll get another one that's staunch with a stick up their ass. Yep. Uh, they said the same thing about Targaryens in Game of Thrones flip, yeah. flip a coin, it's and true. You, you'll get a good Targaryen or you get a crazy Targaryen. One of the two. It's true. <laughs> That's that's how it works with the Skywalker clan. So even in, even in uh, in the Last Jedi, Luke is still kind of a whiner in that. You know, where he's he's a loner. Oh, definitely. And the second he meets he meets Rey, he just starts bitching to her about how the Jedi need to end and stuff. And you're like, man, he fucking yeah. What he, did you he learn? Throws the
1: lightsaber. Yeah,
0: and then Yoda has to show up and smack him on the head with the yeah. cane, and and he's just like, never your mind on where you are, hm? what you're doing. <laughs> you know? It's it's just, it's the legacy of a Skywalker to be a whiner. And that's why a Skywalker will never be my favorite Jedi. All right, Jay, let's head in. Let's get into our top 10
2: Star Wars moments. So what I told you was true from a certain point of view. A certain point of view? Luke, you're going to find that many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. From a certain point of view. A certain point of view. A certain point of view. A certain point of view.
0: Before we get into this, I do want to remind everybody that these are our top ten favorite moments. We're not saying that these are the best. Uh-huh. That they that they have any great character moments. Some of them might just be a little bit ridiculous. You know? Yeah. Like, I
1: mean, these, this this is a combined list. Yeah. Like I know? I really love we the, collaborated for a little while on this thing. So
0: I really love the part when Ben when Ben pod racer just explodes at the beginning of the Phantom Menace. You know, that's 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 one of my favorite parts. That's it's not on the list, but you know, I like that part. So mm-hmm. some of these might be something like like that so please feel free you know we'll we'll drop off our social medias at the end reach out to us let us know if there's any parts that we missed that you thought should be on the list or let us know what what some of your favorite star wars moments are of course are. definitely but do that jay kick it off man what is our number 10 star wars moment judge me by my size do you you yeah. can do it way better than me. Please, please just do, just do that over. You don't you don't need to say you don't need to say that part. Just 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 say the part that I wrote after it for you. Okay. First meet Yoda. Yeah. And yeah, well, Empire Strikes Back.
2: I'm looking for someone. Looking. Found someone you have? I would say. Mm-hmm. Right. Help you, I can. Yes. Mm. I don't think so. I'm looking for a great warrior. Oh! <laughs> great warrior? Oh! <laughs> Wars not make one great. <laughs>
0: when we first meet yet yeah, when yes. you know luke goes to the dig system he lands and there's this creepy little green guy who's just there and he starts he starts wrecking luke's shit up right like he's going through his he's going through all of his bags he's throwing shit out yeah. you know <laughs> how do you get so big eating food this <laughs> eating food like this huh? and then like r2 tries to steal the flashlight from him and he starts beating r2 on the thing no mine mine <laughs> <laughs> like that's your introduction to this great Jedi Master, a yeah. wonderful warrior, the one who's going to train Luke to become a Jedi, and he seems like he he, he definitely has a few less cookies at, if, in his dozen. So, but it's such a fun way. He's to unpredictable. Meet
1: him. He's odd. He's fun, and he's wise. And you know, you you never know what the hell going to come out of his
0: mouth. I think that's what it is. When you're that wise, you can afford to be a bit of a of, a, bit of a nut. Like, of course, some say that they that they did base a little bit of Yoda off of. Einstein, who had a great sense of humor, you know, always loved to uh, make faces at a cameras when yeah. people were taking pictures at him. Had was a little bit of a kook, a little bit of an eccentric. And I think that's, that's why that's people of power get together.
1: away with murder all the time. <laughs> people deep down somehow think that they're wise and they just get away with being extremely weird. <laughs>
0: that's called narcissism, and it's a trait that you have. So, <laughs> uh, no comment. Uh, but yeah, I, I I do I do just love that moment. But I mean, really, it's the whole it's the whole thing on Dagobah. All of sure, sure. all of Yoda's little little isms, all of his all of his little you know, sayings, and, and the, the whole way introduction he, aspect. Yeah, and of the it way all. he trains Luke, uh, I absolutely love it. And even when he shows up in the Last Jedi, you know, he's still that that playful character that he started out as in Empire Strikes Back. All right, Jay, our number nine.
2: Use the force, Luke. go! The force is strong in this one. Luke, trust me. His computer's off.
1: Luke, you switched off your targeting computer. What's wrong?
2: Nothing. I'm alright.
0: I have you now. What?
2: Yahoo! Look out!
0: So this is luke blowing up the death star in a new hope uh, you know the, the whole trench run i mean i i can't imagine what it was like in 1977 sitting in the theater and watching these effects watching these things fly in space oh yeah doing that trench run as they're all dodging and dodging laser bolts and everything like that ships blowing up left and right and then you know getting to that i mean that that last scene it's like 20 minutes to a half hour. It's amazing. Is, is, is is the, is the attack run on the Death Star. But the amazing part is just, is just that last part. You know, when Luke is, he's, he's in the trench, he's going down, Vader's got the lock on him. Yeah. And, out of nowhere, the Millennium Falcon hits It's it's one of the big things that kicked off the oh, the yeah.
1: love of yeah. this franchise was that trench run. Oh, and, yeah. And 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 also the just the conclusion of the movie itself, you know? It was so you never saw anything like that before in a movie theater, you know? Right. And it was so fun, so cool. I'm really hoping that they kick off uh the series with, with a great
0: cap off yeah
1: cap off of of a nice little star wars so like (laughs) battle sequence or something so like
0: you know the millennium falcon comes in fires on 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 vader fly he he goes spinning off out in the middle of nowhere apparently for two weeks (laughs) if you if you if you've watched the robot chicken uh star you know star wars
2: (laughs) go for papa palpatine you have a collect call from darth vader Ugh, I, I gotta take this. Hold on, Vader. How's my favorite Sith? Whoa, 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 whoa! Just slow down, huh? What do you mean they blew up the Death Star? <laughs> 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 oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, who's they? What the hell is an aluminum Falcon? <sighs> okay, okay. So, so who's left? Are you <laughs> me? Or well, where are you? Wait a sec, you've been flying around for two weeks trying to get a signal? Oh, you must smell like feet wrapped in leathery burnt
0: bacon. Luke blows it up and great shot kid that was one in a million. Let's get out of here. And they fly off and they return to to the Rebel base and they become got to love heroes. how upbeat
1: it is. Yeah. yeah.
0: And they become heroes and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's that that, that moment where Ob- you find out that Obi even though Obi-Wan's dead, he can still reach out to Luke. You know, we haven't seen a force ghost yet. We won't see that until Empire Strikes Back, but you know, that use the force, Luke. Mm. <laughs> um but yeah, and then everyone gets a medal except for Chewie and you know, fuck that. <laughs> you know? Something tells me. Always head scratcher. That in, in Rise of Skywalker, Chewbacca will get a medal. Something tells me that he will have a medal. I, get, I just get a feeling that JJ Abrams is going to want to write that wrong. Mm. <laughs> He's going to want to write that wrong. Chewie gets a fucking medal eventually. That'd be pretty cool. It has to happen. <laughs> All right, Jay, what's our number eight?
2: I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Will you help me? Yes, anything.
1: Kylo kills Mr. Han Solo. Yeah, man. You didn't like daddy anymore. I know. (laughs) He
0: wanted to kill daddy. The assassination of Uh, of Han Solo by the whiner Kylo Ren. Yes. (laughs) Because again, he's a Skywalker, even though his last name's Solo. Ben Solo. Our latest and greatest whiner. Is a fucking whiner. (laughs) Adam Driver plays him so well.
1: Oh, of course. (laughs) Of course. Um, yeah this 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 was tough this was tough this was a heartbreaker i mean you saw on face and hearing yeah. him squeal and, and and cry and 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 as as an audience member of course we did as well
0: oh man he went like I, that's one of my favorite parts of this is when Chewie's like wookie rage comes out but I,
1: I right and i but i did also like the the acting between you know oh, so harrison and 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 um adam you know kylo ren you can see how conflicted he is still.
0: Yeah, up into the fucking moment still. This, and it, it, he just this was the scene that sold me on that movie. So like I wasn't yeah. like I wasn't one hundred percent down with the movie. Like and, and I know this is like towards the end. It but had like, to happen.
1: It was. But it like was when this scene comes,
0: like I love I love the dialogue between them back and forth and stuff because you know Han just wants to help him out and in a way he wants to end his son's suffering mm. and his son who's so split between the light and the dark by killing his father he takes another step. Towards the the dark side, and it kind of completes that circle. So in a way, Han's death really does end a little bit of suffering in in Ben. But I also love when Chewbacca, like you know, you got to think like when Chewbacca is shooting Ben. Chewbacca was probably there the day Ben was born, right? He was probably there as Ben grew up until he was until he was a um uh, until he left to to go. Never train thought with about Luke. that. It's true. And then. Like, imagine what it took for Chewbacca to pull the trigger and and shoot Ben in the gut. Like, he gut shots him. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's uh, there was at the
1: same time. I think then he knew. Yeah, there was this. He great, knew what he was. It, it was over.
0: There was this great little comic strip that uh, like a Star Wars fan had drawn, and it was like Chewbacca and Ben playing as a little kid, and then Chewbacca hugging Ben as he was leaving to go off and train with Luke, yeah. and then it shows Han Solo and Ben standing on the standing on the on the walkway mm. talking, and Chewbacca looking down the scope, and then like the next frame is Han Solo's body falling and chewbacca's scope is on ben's head and then he drops it down to his stomach and fires instead of taking the headshot so it's like there's, there's this there's just still like a little bit of love and it was a very sweet thing it's something the fan made so obviously it's nothing canon but i thought it was a really nice way to like show that the emotion that was going on in a character who can't yeah. express it to us in any other way than a than a wookie howl. it's true But yeah, such an awesome moment. Um,
1: It it is. And it was also one of the things that I also, like you said, um, respected the movie more with that character decision, with story decision, really. Um, And yeah, it was impactful.
0: And then Han Solo became the Obi-Wan for for Rey, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jay, our number seven.
2: You were the chosen one. It was said that you would destroy this, not join them. Bring balance to the Force. Not leave it in darkness. I hate you. You were my brother, Anakin. I loved you.
0: This is Obi Wan versus Anakin, but specifically that that final part, like towards the end of their fight. Their fight is great all throughout Mustafar. It's quick. It's fast paced. It's sure. everything we came to expect with lightsaber battles throughout the prequels. But it's that last moment when that
1: volcano like lava yeah, scene stuff. When and, oh. Anakin
0: is like is floating on 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 that on that little droid and he's standing down low, it's over, Anakin. I have the high ground.
2: <laughs> you underestimate my power.
1: <laughs> my power. The last Anakin <laughs>
0: wine. I know. I
1: can do it still. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he he tries to leap over him. And, <sighs> but it's also like the speech that Obi Wan gives here. That you know? was really what did it you know, for me. I you, mean, the
1: visuals aspect of it all, and just finally coming to head and blows yeah. where he was gone. Yeah, and they were. He it was. It was really just the 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 simmering of Vader coming out. You were meant to destroy
0: the Sith, not join them. You were meant to bring balance to the Force,
1: not leave it in darkness. The the pain and the frustration and the disappointment Yeah. Really resonated. Well, I mean, he acted the shit out of that moment, and it was, and it was
0: so important for the yeah, the franchise and, they, and for that character. They start that speech with, "I failed you, Anakin. I yeah. failed you." Like he, it was heartbreaking. It man. shows you McGregor's just the, the 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 like he really embodied what it meant to to fail as as a mentor and stuff like that, and and a to brother or fa- father figure, like, yeah. there's so, like there's like there's friend, you know, there's so
1: many. That I can't, oh, God, I can you imagine that. It's just terrible, yeah. terrible. And then
0: he fucking cuts uh, the last of his arms off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> both of his legs and then walks up and just like snatches his lightsaber from him. And he's like, in and in, like a, a thing where it's like, you don't deserve this. Like, and even then like he doesn't kill him. And like he told Yoda before going to face Anakin, I won't kill him. I can't kill him. Yeah. And, and he doesn't, but he, he lets Mustafar, you know, that, that terrible, awful planet filled with lava, just do its work on him. And he, he, like, he kind of looks back as Anakin's like burning winces and then walks away. Like, he has to let a piece of himself die, the part of him that loved Anakin. He has to let that part of himself die. And he goes off and leaves to go rejoin Yoda and mm. get his mission and stuff like that. And, yeah. But that scene, like, it, it's the most emotionally impactful scene in all of the prequels. I sure.
1: Think. Oh, yeah. And it's it's certainly my, uh, my favorite of the movie, um, definitely. Yeah. So... Um, all right. So our next one. Yeah, Jared, number six. I love this one. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I love this one. The end scene of Rogue One. Yeah. So when he, oh god, I get so giddy just thinking about it because I this is so badass.
0: Like Rogue One had like this. It, it ended on this tone where you know obviously the it's it blows up. You know. The, well,
1: it was a first of all it was a long like thriller aspect. Like yeah. we they're they're trying to you know. To, to complete this mission, it was an edge of your seat thriller.
0: Cassie and Andor and Jin so and, standing on the beach, and, yeah. we, and we get you know we 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 get the explosion yeah. off in the distance. And you're quiet. And you just you're know that you know they're dead. And yeah, yeah you're, you've already been brought down. Mm-hmm. Scarif is pretty much is pretty much gone, and the rebels are are making their escape after what seems to be the win of like their first major battle. Yeah. They're they, they've won, uh, unless you watch Rebels, in which case you know they they freed Lothal, and that's that's really the first Rebel win. But anyway. Uh, uh, th- this is like for the movies. This is like the first rebel win, mm. and it's kind of like almost like a moment of celebration as well. Even though we as an audience are brought down because they're because they're dead, we're also uplifted because they succeeded. And then we get like that iconic siren from the Tantive Four that was in that was in A New Hope, and it's just like wow, wow. And the the hallway is dark. All these freaking like you know rebel soldiers are coming in. You hear all their guns like like getting moved around. Yeah, we don't know what the hell is going on. Pointing down a hallway, and we just see, and Vader is cast in black and red. Oh Oh my god! It was so well
1: lit, so well shot, so well uh, choreographed. Yeah,
0: it's the most action you you've seen from Darth Vader.
1: Oh, for sure. And you saw the full because he. I think the great thing is like you saw the urgency and and from every character in that whole sequence because you knew the importance of it all and and I think that it, it, so it wasn't just a modernized take right. on him no. there was reason for his yeah. quickness and, and urgency and, but he
0: still moves slow like he's still a slow well, moving tank that's uh, it's you know, assertive right? he's, it's, yeah. he's, he's that's, very that's what it was um, it was assertive like <laughs> you, should, you, should. <laughs> <laughs> you know like, like you like you just fucked up you, you skipped curfew <laughs> you and you came home drunk <laughs> like dad assertive uh, <laughs>
1: Oh, God. I couldn't resonate with that. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, there's also the urgency with, like, that last rebel soldier as the door's closing, and they're like, seal it off. <laughs> seal it off. He got to go. Yeah. He's like, just take the fucking data take it, take card. It. Get yep, it out of here. Yep, yep. And it closes. And like, it's just like, oh, shit. He's fucking dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's for dead. Everyone in that room's dead except for Vader. Done. Oh, Done. So awesome. <sighs>
1: So cool. I remember I watched that uh, scene so many times. So like,
0: I- I've talked about like in 2019, like what, like. Uh- an entire audience feeling a singular emotion at once and for me like i said like that was that was the end game right when Uh, when the hammer starts lifting up and it goes to captain america everyone i think in the entire theater was just elated and actually let out an audible cheer yeah rogue one did the same thing oh yeah when when vader showed up there was cheers like everyone was standing up clapping huge it was like a Huge. oh my god
1: yes but it was also okay so this is the thing doesn't a lot of people have conflicted feelings on rogue one we both enjoyed it they should. Um,
0: it's it's the best it's the best movie they've made since uh, I th- since the original trilogy in my mind it's in it's it's still the best of especially the prequels so like it's the best of the prequels for sure but I, yeah I think it's better than the force awakens and and the last Jedi which I I love both of those too but
1: yeah I um I'm not gonna comment on that yet <laughs> but so but like I said it was very mixed and and everybody can agree with that some people loved it some people hated it some people thought it was just okay however there was one thing that was certain that everybody fucking loved and it was that scene and that was one of the cool things about it and it yeah. gave it gave everybody complete elation and
0: then of course we get we get the CGI wonky eyed Leia like right after that <laughs> so, well, where the uncanny valley just got broken a little bit
1: just to look cute
0: to <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, so jay we are on number 5 now i've been waiting for you all be long We
1: meet again at last. The circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but the learner.
2: Now I am the master. Only a master of evil, (laughs) Dad. can't win, Darth. If you
0: strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. And this is Obi Wan versus Darth Vader in A New Hope. Now, this is probably one of the most boring lightsaber fights we get. It's all up close, just you know, a, a couple whacks here and there. No flourish to what they're doing whatsoever. But the The dialogue that's going back and forth. I love mm-hmm. Alec Guinness, even though he didn't like the role. You know, I was a student. Now I am the master, only a master of evil, Darth. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> just this back and forth between them, and and like for if you were watching a new hope, and this is before the prequels and stuff like that. Sure. Then the conversation that they're having is just it's it's filled with with mystery because you know that there's a history there. And you don't know what it is. We now know what it is, but at the time you didn't know what that what that history was, uh, and and it just filled your your mind with so many imaginative thoughts. And uh, but also like the emotion, like that that really that that he basically sacrifices himself to. I, I I mean I would say to galvanize Luke pretty much like he he couldn't serve Luke any any better than. Mm-hmm by his death and i'm sure he saw some premonition in the force
1: i think he did yeah i think he did and i i, I do believe that so I, I i'm i'm
0: you know and then of course later on luke is whining about how the, <laughs> the old man he met three days ago is dead while leia is mourning i mean we, the entire planet that look, she grew up being blown up every, yeah <laughs> and she takes it on the chin she's like let's go fight those bastards And he's like i can't believe ben's gone
1: everybody <laughs> saw that moment everybody saw him give up and yeah. let him kill him yeah. i mean it it, it It was well done. Yeah. And it was effective because you knew it was a story and character progression for um, this, you know, this and franchise. It's, I and it's mean, so it's,
0: iconic because like him melding into the force, him disappearing. The, it's now something that they've had to go go on in sure. the rest of the films and explain mm-hmm. how he did that, why he did that, and Qui Gon was the one who figured it out. Who, and It was awesome for fans, right? Right, to, right. You know, who taught Yoda to how to about. do it, who who who, and, and Obi Wan how to do it. So then they do it, and then then like in in uh, Re- Return of the Jedi. You know, uh, Yoda disappears, and then finally, in, you know, The Last Jedi, Luke disappears. They've all learned how to live on in the Force. And I 100% think that we will get a Luke Skywalker Force Ghost in The Rise of Skywalker. But uh, it's just, it's just iconic because it's also the first time we're really seeing lightsabers used in a duel mm. and not just, you know, Luke against a training remote. Sure sure it was, it's, it's an awesome scene and it's iconic and that's why it's here oh absolutely so number four we have and your friends on the indoor
2: room will not survive there is no escape my young apprentice the alliance will die as will your friends Your anger. I am defenseless. Take your weapon. Strike me down with all of your hatred, and your journey towards the dark side will be complete. Luke versus
1: Vader versus Emperor. Palpatine. Yeah, I the throne room, dude. It is Yes.
0: It's just the emperor Return of the Jedi, sorry. He, yeah, it's yeah. but he puts on such a such a wonderful act there, you know, where it's you want this, don't you? Take your weapon. Strike me down with all of your anger and complete. <laughs> Your journey to the dark side. <laughs> it's just like uh, I love his voice. Yeah, it's I love so his voice. it's so good. I really do. Uh, and like that that laugh, like when he finally does, when Luke does reach out with the force, grab his lightsaber, and he goes to strike down the Emperor, and then Darth Vader's you know lightsaber clashes mm. right across from him, yep. and then you get that Emperor. Laugh. <laughs> It's like ah, God! That whole that that whole fight is just—it's so good. Everything that happens in that throne room, it's it, it's really like the saving. I don't want to say the saving grace, but it is like a, a saving thing for return for for Return of the Jedi because so much of Return of the Jedi, it is the most kid-friendly one. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching these when I was a kid, and yeah, Return of the Jedi was my favorite then. Empire Strikes Back, but this right now. was
1: by far the best scene.
0: But this was by far, and like I. I think now, having seen like everything that I've seen, this is the culmination of both Luke's journey and Anakin's mm-hmm. in in one you know moment per se. So, uh, it's it's so good, uh, and the Emperor is just like you now see why he is the villain that he is. It's, oh yeah, it's just so perfectly done, pitch perfect loved it. Yeah, and I, it's just everything he says is just like sinking his teeth into Luke like deeper and deeper. And like there's moments where like you're wondering like can Luke really fall to the dark side? Is it going to happen? And it like it they wink and nod right. to it. Does he touch the dark which side is, which is which is always
1: that? um which is always great, right? Cuz you want that you want that friction. You want to feel that little friction. You don't you don't want, you know, yeah, Mr. Captain America. <laughs> But which no. he is to some degree, but like you know, I I, I like I no, like he's, seeing he's not because the confliction the it, s- the, the some degree very very small smidges. But it?
0: even later on in the throne room, it's yeah. not even the emperor who really gets Luke to turn to the dark side. It's Vader who who tells him like, then if you won't join, perhaps she will. And that's when he comes out from under the stairs, sparks up his lightsaber, and sh- like shouts no at him and starts. He really takes it to Vader Mm -hmm. and beats him to the ground, cuts off his hand. It's only after he cuts off Vader's hand and he looks at his own and he realizes that he is on that path. He is heading to what Vader is and throws his lightsaber down and you know that's yeah. when the emperor just fucking shocks the ever loving shit out of him <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i i think i like the scene most because of the emotions that luke show it's the most right. emotion you and, see and, from and, him, and
1: man. exactly and, and like i said you know me like everybody knows i'm i'm, I'm i like feeling emotionally engaged yeah. um within the movie and the characters and i, I like the choices that they would Went with for this movie
0: but comparing This to the other throne room we got In the last Jedi like Palpatine's just a far more Sinister presence than Snoke Was a hundred percent so You know while I enjoyed moments in that Other throne room scene the red throne Room scene in the last Jedi it just you just Got to give it to this well one. we
1: got ourselves another battle Here number three go ahead yeah. Dave
0: all right so Number three is Darth Maul Unveiled everybody this way
2: can stay where you are. You'll be safe there. But I... Stay in that cockpit. We'll handle this.
1: We'll take the long way.
0: So this is obviously the scene with Darth Maul versus Qui-Gon Jinn and versus Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, uh Yeah, the Phantom Menace. In the Phantom Menace. Yeah, so, so like,
1: this is this is pretty badass. This is I, one of the better
0: I say it's Darth Maul unveiled cuz before this like we saw him speaking with with Emperor Palpatine at one point and then well, not Emperor Palpatine technically, mm-hmm. Darth Sidious at this point. Uh speaking with Darth Sidious and then later on he does attack uh Obi-Wan and Anakin and Qui-Gon on Tatooine and kind of fails in at that point. But this back on the boo as they are taking the palace back, uh, he just kind of shows up. And this, this moment is so high for me because of probably because of the score, because it's, it's the way he shows up. Uh, all the fighters are taken off, uh, you know, Padme and her Royal guard all go run off to take the throne room back. And they're going to the, both Qui Gon and Obi Wan are going off to help her, and then this Dark Lord of the Sith just kind of like shows up, takes his hood down, drops his drops his cloak behind him, pulls out his lightsaber, and strikes up one beam, and it strikes up the other one. And then, one. Yeah. And then uh, no. it's at that moment that you get the bum bum-bum, bum 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 bum, and you get the beginning of Duel of the Fates, and like both like Obi Wan and Qui Gon just kind of like walk to him, like so slowly so confidently but like ready for like a battle they they, they appreciated the challenge yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's what it seemed like well i mean obi-wan you know tells uh tells emperor palpatine in uh in revenge of the sith you know sith lords are uh, speciality <laughs> uh, and this is why so uh but i absolutely love it's a great this great fight and
1: it's one of the better ones overall uh choreography wise in in the whole franchise so you know especially in the prequels i mean and 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 even you know also just seeing darth maul that's. I mean, you know, it, I thought his look the chara- alone, the character design, the character design was right. fantastic. Right. I never,
0: really liked it. Never mind, like the movie around it. Even though I, I like, I like the Phantom Menace more than I like Attack of the Clones. So, uh, but I like. Never mind the movie around it. Just this moment, like. Who is that character? What's he about? He doesn't say a, almost a goddamn word throughout the entire movie. Practically, doesn't have to. he says like one line to to uh, to Darth Sidious earlier on in the film, but that's about. But still, it. that memorable enough, right? You know, and he just fights with like such and of course he visceral. Comes full circle
1: nowadays with Solo.
0: I know, right. Yeah. And then uh, yeah and then you can you could you can figure out the whole Darth Maul arc. Not on our list. If you if right. <laughs> No, no, that moment in, in Solo is not on our list. No, I no, do no. I do have a moment in Solo in my honorable mentions, but that's that's it. There's 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 not a whole lot to really Okay. Delve into well, in Solo, you can get into it later. Yeah but yeah you can see the you can see the entire evolution of the character of darth maul from the phantom menace if you watch clone wars there's a bunch of episodes where he's in clone wars and if you haven't watched the series yet darth maul is alive but you can get his conclusion in rebels uh which i absolutely love so what's what's our what's our next one jay number two
1: I love you. I know. That's all you have to say. Han Solo and Princess Layla confessing their love. Yeah, and in Empire Strikes Back.
0: When Han gets placed in the carbonite, man, mm-hmm. uh, this is another moment that is really punched up by John Williams' score. Like you know, it's whatever you think about the love between Han and Leia. This is more special
1: for you, yeah, in particular yeah, because yeah, this because does this holds a special place in your heart. Yeah. But not just that, but your special. Um, you know bond with you and Lauren. Yeah. you know you guys have engraved uh um it was on our wedding uh, cake I towels love and like and, and, and stuff in your bathroom and yeah. and on the wedding cake and everything like and that it's, it's a blanket it's a, on our bed it's a big, on our <laughs> it's a big part be.
0: of your your your, your yeah, marriage it became a a mantra, ways, so. and not just for us for for a lot of couples I, I know, who that. Are fans I, know of Star Wars. I know it's I a know. mantra for them but it too. is
1: ver- it is very special and i think it it also kind of symbolizes the the relationship of a lot of relationships right you know that kind of um, those kind of words those kind of things to say to somebody at the very end well
0: one of my favorite things is like that was not a line that was in the script right like that that's something that like harrison ford was reading through the script and it and it said i love you and i love you too and he's just like that doesn't sound very roguish that's not very scoundrel you know that's not very han solo right so like he just told him like told like uh george lucas he's like what if i just said like you know i, I know like i'm just casual about it and it's like yeah but, like, he added a little bit more emotion to it. Like, you know, he had to. He actually had he the, has that. He has that voice, man. He's got that little ground. He had to put effort into being that casual. <laughs> like, he had to put... <laughs> Like there's real emotion behind him just being that blase about being told that he loves. But I love this moment because the score, you know, raises up and Hans being walked over there and you know, they're talking about him like, well, he, he should survive the freezing process. I mean, I, I think, you know, (laughs) like he might not make it. Um, But then like, it's, it's also just a way to, to get him out of the story now uh, because like Harrison Ford may not have come back for the next one at this point. So, you know, he's, always historically wanted to kill the character off he always felt that that character was made to die mm-hmm. especially because he's not that fond of star wars but uh he finally got his wish but yeah in this moment like as that score is blowing up and chewbacca is is again howling and uh yeah i love you i know and then like he gets dropped in and tshh. yeah I i yeah. it's it's a moment for me that just really like it solidifies that like Star Wars, while it is wars in the title and the big battles are really fun to watch, it really is these small moments that make the movies that, that, that make our characters and, and make us fall in love with it more so than, than even the big battles and the, and the, the cool designs and spaceships yep. and all the yep. great special effects.
1: Well, it, it keeps us coming back more and more.
0: Absolutely. All right, Jay, you ready for our number well, you want to do some honorable mentions before we get into our number one?
1: Uh yeah, go for it, dude. Do you have any honorable mentions? No, I did not all? I no. All right. I uh, mean no. So no, off the top of my head.
0: So so one of mine is uh Maz's Castle. Uh this is when we get introduced to Maz Kanata. but we we get like this very Cantina type scene where we're we're seeing all these different uh different roguish alien characters all around but i i absolutely love the moment where maz like stands up and she's like han solo and points him out and comes that is a good one over to him. and i just love it. it's just like where's my boyfriend chewie's uh tending to the falcon i love that wookie uh, i love that wookie <laughs> i like that wookie I
2: love that. where's
0: my boyfriend <laughs> uh another one uh this is the only thing that makes it on the list from attack of the clones it is mandalorian versus jedi man it is uh when jango fett fights obi-wan kenobi on the landing pad on kamino and uh yeah, I, I absolutely love this scene because we actually get to see everything that a Mandalorian can do, why they have the, the tools and weapons that they have because they were specifically made to fight Jedi. And it, you know, he actually takes it to, to Obi-Wan a bit here. He eventually has to retreat and leave, but. You know, Obi-Wan probably has one of the hardest fights of his entire life Mm. against Django Fett. And it's just a really, really cool scene. It's just a really well done fight scene. Uh, You know, very well choreographed. But it was just it was a payoff for fans who loved Boba Fett, where it's like, this is what you could have seen Boba Fett doing. Oh, I never did. And now the entire Mandalorian series is inspired. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the twin sons is another one. It's just it's a very small moment, but it's Luke just staring off at at the twin sons, and we get the uh, very again it's beautifully shot. John Williams score it really is you know? yeah. Um, and then uh ro- another Rogue One one uh where jenna urso gives her speech to to the rebel alliance where she tells them you know rebellion was very
2: good rebellions yeah. are built on hope yeah you know? and yeah, then they yeah. all
0: look at her and they say no anyway like she gives this great speech and we've been you know, really good speech we've been conditioned in in movies to think like a great speech will, will change many great minds <laughs> and they all sit there and like several of them are like i say we go to battle and they're like yeah they're fucking with her and then everyone else is like no it's not unanimous, so we're not going to get to go and then all right well let's just let's just steal the ship and then we we get my favorite K2SO line where he's just like, I'm with you, Jin. And she's like, thank you. I have to be. Cassian told me to. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that is that is such a perfect payoff for, for that character. And for Solo, um, I mean, the thing that I enjoyed the most in Solo is actually the opening chase. The the chase with the Imperials just in that in that speeder around oh, yeah. around Corellia. Like mm-hmm. I I just really enjoyed that chase, you know. It, it, like I didn't love the movie overall. I think I actually liked the actors in it and the characters they were playing more so than I liked the story that I was being told. I wasn't crazy about the story. I did like the...
1: I do think it was pretty well casted. I really do. I I don't think that was an error on their part. I think
0: all the characters and the actors portraying them were better than the sum of all the parts of the film. But if i had to give it to like any moment it's that it's that speeder chase in the beginning i just thought like it was it was really well done it's it's very han solo like you know and he you know when he causes them to crash he looks he you know he looks at amelia clark and he kind of gives that wry smile that like that that harrison ford would do um but you know it's uh it's eldon aldrick so um he didn't really look the part but i felt he did a great job embodying the part at least uh but yeah so that 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 car chase it was just a great way to introduce me to han, a younger han solo and to show me show me the roguish nature the brashness of them and stuff like that um and then you know the movie kind of let me down for the most part throughout it i still defend it i still like it overall but as far as like the star wars movies go it's 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 pretty down there in the bottom of the barrel
1: uh yeah Unfortunately, I mean, but at the same time, i still i i respect what what the what they were trying to do. I just didn't didn't succeed. I wonder if they actually did. Um, wait until December to release it and, and, and have a little bit more time and post and edit and and maybe even do some reshoots and reorganize the film a little bit more. Oh Jay, they did some, a
0: ton of reshoots already. Like well Lord I don't, and Miller I don't, I don't know all the fine details. Lord and Miller but. were about twenty percent into that movie and then they got fired and they brought Ron Howard in to pretty much rework everything and redo everything. And given what he came into, I still think Ron Howard did so you, a bang you, up job. So you're saying that you want the Snyder cut? No. Oh so <laughs> There is no, there is no, there is no Lord I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There is a Gareth Edwards cut of Rogue One because that movie was practically done when he was fired. That's true. And they brought, that and they brought is a director true. in uh, yes. to come in and finish it. Yes. You
1: know? so, Thank God. So, Tony so. Gilroy. Tony yeah. Gilroy came in. Yeah. And I, 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 I I honestly think Tony Gilroy did the whole fucking final
0: act yeah the one that I love the most yeah because we even when we got the trailers for it we got the thriller aspect we really got incredible. different shots like yeah big time big time with gin running across the beach holding sure. the death star plants yeah. which, is, which is a shot we never get in the third act mm-hmm. because uh, you know they changed it completely absolutely uh, but they also gave us a great villain in that movie because director Krennic is just I fucking love him I fucking love Ben Meddleton as that role but anyway Jay we got a number one we got get to. Um and I no. Oh, forgot all about that. I don't think there's I don't think there's any doubt of what number one has no, to be.
1: it's coming no surprise. You are beaten. It is useless to resist. Don't let yourself be destroyed as Obi-Wan did. God,
2: Escape! Don't make me destroy you.
1: Luke, you do not yet realize your importance. You have only begun to discover your power. Join me, and I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. I'll never join you! If you only knew the power of the dark side,
2: Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No. I am your father.
0: this is when luke learns the truth man luke learns the truth of of his lineage and you know who his the shock is and surprise and, of all surprises right? yeah i mean it, it you know it's something that like even on set like most people didn't know. Like most other actors, if you weren't on that set, if you weren't in that scene, if you weren't crew on that scene, you didn't know. And even David Proust, the actor playing, uh, Darth Vader was like, he, they actually, you know, gave him different lines to say. Like he said, you know, you know, uh, no. I am your father, but he also said like other things in his David Prowse voice, which David Prowse is a very big guy, but he has a very high pitched voice. he uh, <laughs> he's kind of he's like Mike Tyson in that way, uh, which is why he gets dubbed by James Earl Jones and stuff. But James Earl Jones was even gobsmacked when he got the script in in the in the studio and had to read it, and he goes, Art this this is for real? Like this is uh, okay?" <laughs> you know, like <laughs> um, but I, oh,
1: it's fucking crazy. I mean, it's huge. I mean, it was it was such a shock. You know, I mean, this is by far one of the most earth-shattering moments. But not only that, one of the most beloved. If you really think about it,
0: like Yoda and Obi Wan warned Luke about facing him too soon and stuff like that. Um, Not only was he not ready, you know, power-wise, but they knew that he might find out the truth. And if he knew the truth, he may not kill him, which is what he kind of has to do to end all this. So it goes into something that like i've talked about several times on uh our old show that that we did um, a mini series called a certain point of view Mm -hmm. where we take aspects of of the star wars universe and we break them down and we discuss them one of the things we discussed was like the hypocrisy of the jedi and like how the jedi uh really you know at, at a lot of times they they're they're misleading to to people uh and in this case like Kind of both Obi-Wan and Yoda are flat out lying to Luke in in some ways, at least lies of omission to get him to do what he needs to do. And they didn't trust him as a person to do it, even though we know by the time we get to Return of the Jedi that he does have the fortitude and the resolve to do it. And Luke was right. He could turn him. He did feel the conflict and makes you wonder whether Rey is right about the conflict that still exists within Ben as well. Yeah, it's
1: certainly going to be interesting. I'm still shocked at the runtime um, that it's-, it's, this is the shortest Star Wars movie.
0: No, it's, it's, it's not the shortest. It's the, you know, it's, you know, we, we had to look it up a little bit here, but it is the second longest, I guess, because The Force Awakens is 138. The Last Jedi is 152. 152 minutes this one's 141 minutes so it's not crazy long it's not you know crazy short or anything it's it's what they needed to tell their story <laughs> i mean they're, they're packing a lot of shit into this movie
1: that's i know and that's why i'm a little bit surprised that it's not longer and i thought that this had a lot to chew on and this had a lot to explain and a lot to do and a lot to um convey, See, but, you're, you're assuming, but also I'm expecting
0: epic fucking fight scenes. You but, know? But this is JJ Abrams. So you're expecting them to answer all your questions. And you've seen Lost, right? I mean. I know. Do you get all your I'm, answers? I'm
1: aware. always uh, <laughs> you I'm don't aware.
2: always
0: get all the answers, Jay. It's, it's I'm just, aware.
2: It's just However, not
1: he's supposed to fucking cap off this franchise. Yeah. It's supposed to it's supposed to be the perfect So end you point. can't just be completely you know,
0: and I, I, I,
1: ambiguous, I hazard to guess all franchises, star Wars. You can't do it.
0: I hazard to guess. Maybe to some also, degree, obviously, but like, he also on. has to take some time to apologize for the last Jedi, given the way a lot of fans felt about that. And I think that that went in a direction that probably he himself and that Disney may not have necessarily, let's say, not, let's not say Disney didn't want it to go in that direction. Cause they allowed it to happen. If they didn't want it to happen, they would have fired Ryan Johnson. They were down with it until they saw the reaction. Now they're not down down with it. And they're okay with JJ Abrams going in and fixing. I guarantee you there's going to be some things that happen in this that are apologizing for things that happened in that movie. I 100% guarantee it. And I I, I wish they wouldn't because just let that movie be be what it was. Let it be what the director wanted to be. Don't undo what was done, but they I get the feeling like they're going to. I get the feeling like they're like they're they're out to set some wrongs with this one as well. And I mean that is what it is. But hey, you mm. can never go back and you can never take away <laughs> that scene with Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker you can't take that away from me very true it's there very it's true it's there i remember uh i mean i remember hearing that as a kid right and that was something that like i as like as a kid i wasn't I wasn't aware of like the pop culture nature of like, you know, I am your father blah 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 like because mm. I was a kid. I was probably 5 or 6 years old when I saw Empire Strike. It back. always but it's still, I don't know, man, cuz it always sort of stuck with me. You always right. hear it but I remember, pop up every once but in a while. But this is the while. thing and like my dad's probably listening. I remember like looking at my dad like after hearing that and I was like, is there like a dark side hidden in like every father? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Am I gonna have to destroy like my makes father? A lot of sense. Am I gonna have to destroy my father <laughs> no. at some point? Like, at what point do I do something bad enough that Daddy cuts <laughs> off my hand? <laughs> I mean, that's that's like something.
1: I'm sure you actually thought about that. Yeah, too. like Star Wars could
0: could give you a. You're com- very impressionable, mate, could, man. If if you have a, if you have a daddy complex, it could stroke it harder. <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, and, if, and if you don't, you could develop one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, it's for sure. And then you think about how Kylo thinks about his dad. and like, mm. You know, and it, like, I, th- I feel like the way Kylo thinks about his dad is this freaking freeloader beatnik has been going around the galaxy smuggling wrath bars and shit while I've been, you know, becoming a Jedi and then, you know, bringing the First Order up. But does he <laughs> tell me he's proud of me? No. Instead, <laughs> you know, he tells me what a failure I am. So, of course, I gutted him like a fish and threw him off into the middle. Of Starkiller base, <laughs> pretty
2: accurate. Yeah, that's about right.
0: Fucking it's it's like when Ned Flanders found out that his you know uh, talks about his parents who were who were filthy beatmates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's just let's just end it on that. Uh, I think everyone knows so why good. that's the number one moment because oh, it's yes. just so iconic oh, yes. and it hits it it. it it will resonate in pop culture forever. Maybe not all these moments will, but that one for sure will always be in the zeitgeist of of pop culture. You can say it to anybody, and they'll immediately know what you're talking about. But if I ask someone, you know, if you ju- judge me by my size, do you? Like, yeah, majority of people will get it, but there'll still be those people who don't. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, everyone knows if I say, I am your father, they're like, yeah, I get it. You saw that thing from years ago. So... <laughs> that's gonna do it for super movie brothers tonight if uh, you enjoyed our list Uh, you know I wouldn't put so much stock in the order that things were in with the exception of maybe like some of our our higher ups on the list Uh, but don't put so much stock in the order like I mean there's so many great moments in Star Wars it was hard enough just to narrow it down to these 10 for sure so uh, but you know if you have moments that we missed or that you would have liked us to discuss reach out to us on our social medias you can reach to out to me on twitter at super movie pod
1: you can also reach me at super movie bros podcast on facebook and super movie bros on instagram
0: and then of course if you're enjoying the show you can head over to our Patreon and for just $1 a month you can get all the additional episodes that are available there uh, me and Jay are going to be doing an, another Star Wars episode that will be available on our Patreon so if for just $1 a month you can head over to Patreon.com slash supermovie bros. And you'll be able to get all the additional content that we have available for you over there.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And of course, if you're enjoying the show, uh, and you're unable to join the Patreon, you can still support us by leaving a five star review on the podcast listening app of your choice. So, uh, that's what helps us get seen. That's what helps us grow. That's the best way that you can support the show if you're not, if you're unable to do it through monetary means. So I want to thank all of you for listening have a great night cheers may the force be with you harvesters is your evaporator on the fritz have you lost your protocol droid to the tuscan raiders we'll fret no more call the moisture mechanics association of tatooine and bring the harvest in on time no credit no problem get on our indentured servitude program today moisture farmers association of tatooine is a subsidiary of Hut cartel incorporated